Monday, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Edge of the NFL. First of all, I want to apologize to y'all, I mean, the intro to the show and everything, I can't get it going, the internet's kind of slow today, so um, no intro, and since that happened, our sponsorships are also down, so actually, the good news of this episode is that no commercial. So we might have a little, um, actually a short show today, and um, that's all. We welcome you again to the edge of the NFL. I'm your host, Christopher Santiago, and the this has been definitely a great week of football, no doubt about it. So again, welcome to the show of shows, and we start with Monday Night Football. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, that was a Monday Night Thriller. And definitely, we move on from um, from all the talk about, you know, of what's going on in New England and Cam Newton. So let's take a little recap of this. New York came up firing. You know, they were up 10 points heading into the fourth quarter. Joe Flacco was starting quarterback today for the New York Jets. Joe Flacco, since... Being a quarterback in Baltimore, I don't know what is it about him, but he can play Bill Belichick and that defense so good that it's definitely like, wow, you know, it, it, it's just unbelievable. Um, heading to the fourth quarter, you know, we we see that the Patriots are definitely getting a little, you know, they're getting... Pushed a little bit with the Jets defense, which hardly you hear that nowadays. The Jets defense actually playing something, but they actually showed up today. But I don't know what was with Adam Gase to decide that the Patriots down 10 points. You know, he first of all, here's the thing. Let's recap this in the fourth quarter. The Patriots take a long drive downfield. They go for the field goal down seven points. With five minutes to go left in the fourth quarter. Then I don't know why in God's good green nerve that Adam Gates decided to let Joe Flacco throw the ball downfield. I mean, you got five minutes. You got to play football. Run the football. Control the clock. And maybe get down the fields for a field goal to be up by 10 again. And that's it. Game over and you win your first game. But this man, Adam Gaze, who showed up to the press conference of his hiring date, high. He showed up high. Well, I think something is going on in New York or something because I guess he literally was on the weed. I'm sorry, Stephen A. Smith, I took that from you. I had to take it from you real quick, but... What was Adam Gates thinking? Let's throw it down the field with five minutes to go. Let's put him away, right? Don't get me wrong. I understand that you're being aggressive, but you, for goodness sake, Adam, your team is 0-9. Right now, you're the worst coach of this football team, the New York Jets. People say that Rich Kotai was the worst New York Jets football coach. Listen, 
Rich Kotai was horrible, but Adam Gaze literally has not had anything done for this team at all. This is a man that showed up to the press conference. Hi, he goes in and he hasn't had anything done. They get Sam Darnold and he hasn't developed at all. While guys like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, etc., etc., are having great seasons, while Sam Darnold is just looking at himself saying, I'm seeing ghosts. Now your team is 0 and 9. I mean, I just, I, I, what, what was the reason you had five minutes to go and you decide that you're going to go and put it away right away? Run the football. Control the clock. Joe Flacco was playing so darn good. He was playing so darn good that instead of saying, hey, that's it. Let's just run the clock. Let's see if we can get down to the field goal range with maybe two to one minute left. Maybe we'll walk out of here with a W. Our first W of the year. But instead, somehow, someway, you decide to let's throw it down the field. This is the reason that you're going to get fired, Adam. You cannot have discipline over your team. This is a snake bit franchise, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not trying to dog on the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. But this team has not been good at all since Mark Sanchez, Rex Ryan era. That was the last time this team was really somewhere near anything. Ever since 2010, this team has been the most miserable football team in the NFL. And I'm asking myself, when is it going to stop? When the Jets can actually pull something? I mean, there is no Tom Brady in the AFC East. The doors are wide open for the Buffalo Bills. I'll give them that. But the thing that really irks me to this day about this team and this franchise, general managers, owners, etc., etc., is that you guys cannot have your quarterback develop. People wonder why Mark Sanchez was struggling after 2010. It's because, you know what, then you guys got rid of all your star players on the offensive line. Then you guys have to somehow play bankers with Darrell Rivas. I mean, at the end of the day, he got his money and he he's good. He's out of the NFL. He's good. But the thing is, is that this team just is ghosted by their snakebitten franchise that no doubt about it ever since the guaranteed by Joe Namath this team cannot have anything one Super Bowl on their record that's it New England goes to three and five a lot of football left they definitely have saved their seasons for definitely for another week this team was literally on the Brings of a lot of questions about what's going to happen. Has Bill Belichick lost his touch? You know what, ladies and gentlemen? Maybe Bill Belichick doesn't have the quarterback, the GOAT on his center. 
But listen, this is a young team right now. This is a team that's trying to develop for the future. Because who knows what's going to happen after this year. Maybe Bill Belichick will say, hey, I got six Super Bowl rings. Been to the Super Bowl. Been to the playoffs. Been to the divisional team, etc., etc. I've been the best football coach of this team for so long. Maybe it's time for Josh McDaniels to take over the team. We don't know yet. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, there's another thing. Is that, you know what, while New England has to roar back, everybody expected something last night from Tom Brady and the Bucks, which we will touch later on today. There's a lot of football left. A lot of people just forget that they think that this is over. I mean, remember, there's just no longer a seven-seed uh, excuse, sorry, a sixth seed and that's it. You're in the playoffs and all. There's seventh seed, ladies and gentlemen. There's a seventh seed in the playoffs. Now, people are fighting for not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, or six. They're fighting for seven seeds of the playoffs. It's been a weird season. I mean, whoever thought that you could say that the, that the Raiders were going to be five and three right now. Whoever thought about that? The Browns actually playing pretty good. Everybody thought that this was going to be uh, maybe a Indianapolis, Houston division in the South while Tennessee is still leading. Still a lot of football. They got the Colts on Thursday night. Tighten up. It's my team. <laughs> but the thing is, Joe, is that this is where... I got to say that this is not over. A lot of people want to be all, well, they don't have, Bill, you know, Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. It surely looks like he can do it without Brady. Listen, he did it without Brady in 2008. When Brady broke his ACL in 2008, he did it without him. Matt Castle led this team to an 11-5 record. Yes, they didn't make the playoffs, but there was winning season. Now, here's the thing, though. The difference is that Bill Belichick had the Super Bowl team in that, in that team in 2008. A lot of older and more mature than ever, but, you know, Matt Castle still did it. You never know, ladies and gentlemen. Maybe after next week we'll see the Patriots go on a streak. Maybe they'll finish 11-5. Maybe Buffalo will start getting a little out of hand here and there. But maybe, who knows? I'm not saying anything yet. A lot of people can just cannot shut the door down on 3-5 and five and just say, well, they're done. I've seen teams be 1-4 and four and make the playoffs. Talk to the 2011 Denver Broncos about that. Just because they have a losing season here does not mean that the season is over. That's why you have to just see where it goes. Season is continuing. And in the end, the worst football team is still the Jets. Adam Gaze should get fired. And people need to stop. Well, they can't do it without Brady. Well, Brady looks like he can't do it without anything because look what happened last night. 
as we move on, we're now entering the new segment of last night's debacle of anything that we ever thought we could see. Ladies and gentlemen, what did we see last night? The New Orleans Saints have swept the Buccaneers with a 38-3 blowout win over Tampa Bay. Bay. And it was something that no one expected. Everybody thought that this was going to be a blow a shootout game, a revenge game for Tom Brady from week one and everything. But for the first time in Tom Brady's 22-year career, he has been swept by a football team. So... I don't know how I really could start this section. New England moves on from Brady. He goes to Tampa. Tampa signs Gronkowski. They have Mike Evans. Then, of course, we talked about Antonio Brown coming to the team now. And all and everybody in ESPN, Fox, etc., etc., was Super Bowl, Tampa, first team to host a Super Bowl in their home state, etc. And I'm just thinking to myself, so because they won the offseason, you know, free agency, they are Super Bowl champions. They need to, to this day, ladies and gentlemen, they need to stop all these people on ESPN and in um, Fox from saying that they may have to sign this player, that player, or whatever, that they are Super Bowl champs. Some teams can sign a quarterback and the team will get switched around. It happens. But ladies and gentlemen, the minute that the Brady went to Tampa, that Gronk went to Tampa, they have Mike Evans, Leonard Fournette, and Antonio Brown, everybody said Super Bowl champs. Did anybody did not learn from last year's Cleveland Brown when they had all these signings and all these uh, um, free agents that they signed and everything? What happened, ladies and gentlemen? The Browns didn't do absolutely nothing. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL last year. Baker Mayfield was just throwing picks. The team's defense was just trash. Odell Beckham was being a diva. And here we are. We're looking at Tom Brady and he looked horrendous. I mean, we're talking about three interceptions. Three picks. And the guy just literally looked his age, ladies and gentlemen. And you know what? A lot of people may hate on Max Kellerman. For saying that Brady fell off a cliff and he hasn't fell off a cliff or he hasn't done this or he hasn't done that, blah blah blah. Snap. But there's times where I look at Max Kellerman and he said and you know, he may act sound stupid sometimes when it comes to all these things, but when it comes to saying that Brady is falling off a cliff, ladies and gentlemen, every quarterback falls off a cliff. Every quarterback. From the Dan Marinos, from the Jim Kellys, from the Troy Aikmans, from John Elway, Peyton Manning, even Tom Brady, they all fall off a cliff. Dan Marino knew that he couldn't 
score 30 plus points every week for Miami in order to make the playoffs just to get blown out week after week. He knew he couldn't do that anymore. John Elway at the age of 37, 38, his body was breaking down. Even when asked about his retirement, they asked him, John, you know, you won two Super Bowls. This, you know, even though Mike Shanahan's only is going to bring 14 out of the 22 players from Super Bowl 33, why didn't you come back? And he says, my back is killing me. I can't do this no more. Physically, it's tiring. I want two Super Bowls. What else do you want me to do? Payne Manning in 2015. Who can forget Payne Manning in 2015? The defense carried the Denver Broncos to Super Bowl 50. I mean, it was just lucky that Payne Manning even won these games in the playoffs. Against Pittsburgh, New England, and Cam Newton's 2015 Carolina Panthers. That was high-scoring, high-powered. And now here we are with Tampa, and Brady in week one looked his age. He threw pick six, he wasn't accurate, he wasn't throwing the football to his receiver's directions. The same happened this week. He was throwing to the other team. He threw it three times. I mean, do you think that Drew Brees was not going to take advantage of that? I mean, even though Drew Brees has the worst losing percentage on the road, as an NFL quarterback, he, I think if I'm not mistaken, my stats say he's number four losing percentage in the NFL right now. Drew Brees annihilated that Tampa defense like there was no tomorrow. 31 points. I remember saying to myself, I was watching the game and I said, well, I still remember when Tom Brady came back against Denver. You know, he was down 24-0. We all remember the 25-3 to and, and the Super Bowl against Atlanta. And there was part of me that was saying, oh my goodness, maybe Brady's going to come back from 31 down. And I mean, he has a talent of in the team and all. And I was just waiting. I was just waiting for this to happen. The third quarter happened and, you know, he throws a pick and, and he go, you know, they go for it on four down and they don't convert and, and they continue and they continue. And then all of a sudden there's three minutes left in the fourth quarter. And I was like, O-M-G. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean that's the silent that you just hear is how I was last night because I was saying to myself, uh, is there anything else that that needs to to be done? I mean, what can I say? Excuse me. My mouth is open. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the thing. He is, without a shadow of a doubt, G-O-A-T. GOAT. Six Super Bowls. MVPs. Winning ex-quarterback in the NFL. Broken records of the NFL. Everything. But there was one thing that I told everybody, including my girlfriend, who is a New England Patriots fan. Brady with six Super Bowls, you already surpassed everything that you had to literally live for in the NFL. 
when it comes to it. When he won four Super Bowls, he tied Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana for Super Bowl rings. When he won his fifth, he became the first quarterback in NFL history to win five Super Bowls. When he won his sixth Super Bowl, not only did the New England's franchise had six Super Bowls, but also we had six. Now here we are, ladies and gentlemen, and he's in Tampa. And, you know, week one happened and all, but here's the thing. For the last few weeks, there's concerns. There's concerns. It doesn't matter if you have Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, or Gronkowski, or Leonard Fournette. It doesn't matter. What it concerns me is that you cannot be Drew Brees. You got swept by Drew Brees. What do you think is going to happen in the playoffs? You might see him again. I mean, Brady might pray to God to see the Cowboys or somebody else of the NFC in the, the playoffs because if he sees Drew Brees, it looks like Drew Brees and company are going to annihilate them. And I'm just... It, it was so shocking. I mean... I remember just watching the game, and I was just like looking, and I was like, well, is, "Is something gonna happen? Is he gonna make the comeback?" But it never did. And now here he is, about to play Carolina next week, which Carolina played pretty darn good against the the Chiefs last night. It's just, I have concerns. I really do. I really do. Because you cannot beat somebody in your division who is a great winning quarterback like Drew Brees. You cannot beat somebody like Nick Foles. Don't even know what down it is. And then, of course, you're, you, now you're entered with the question, swept. You were swept by the Saints last year. And do you know what's really? This was under the Sunday Night Football lights. They were annihilated. 38-3. to I mean... It was just horrendous, horrendous. I said to myself, "What's gonna? What? what what's? What's really going on? It's, it's he really this bad today? I mean, you hardly hear this, or see this from him, from media, from anywhere. But he's getting pummeled by the same team that he lost in week one, and everybody." Is asking. Revenge is going to happen. But it never did. It was actually even worse than it did. 
It, it, it really. I, I'm I'm lost of words. I never thought that I was gonna see that last night, but it happened. <sighs> now we enter an era where young QBs are making a name for themselves. Josh Allen has really played so good that finally Buffalo fans can say we found a franchise quarterback. Since Jim Kelly retired, the question of who is the starting quarterback of the future for Buffalo has been a headache. A lot of quarterbacks have entered Buffalo and literally exit saying, thank God I left that place because I didn't like it. But ownerships and general managers have really, really stepped up to the plate when it comes to this team lately. This team enter at six and three. They enter yesterday. And the question was, can they beat good football teams? Teams that are going to be in the playoffs. Teams that might make the Super Bowl. Teams that are the toughest to beat in these coming months. In November, December. This is where you got to play championship football. And he did. Not only did Buffalo beat Russell Wilson, they outduel him. Something that I've been saying that for the last few weeks is that something is going on with this defense of Seattle that is literally just been horrendous. Bobby Wagner cannot do this entire football team by himself. It looks like he's doing it by himself, and I'm asking myself, can anybody help him? Can anybody do something? Because it's literally getting worse and worse and worse week in, week out. And I'm just saying, Bobby needs help. The Legion of Boom is gone. Russell Wilson is having MVP, an MVP year. But ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't matter. You can ask Tom Brady. You can ask Peyton Manning. You can ask a lot of the quarterbacks that have won MVP. Because the last quarterback that won MVP and won the Super Bowl was Super Bowl 34 Kurt Warner. The last quarterback who won the NFL MVP and won the Super Bowl was Kurt Warner. Since then, it has been quarterbacks that won the MVP. And literally, ladies and gentlemen, you know what's really the sad part? Is that these quarterbacks either they get beat up in the playoffs or they get annihilated in the Super Bowl. That's what's really a stone cold truth. 
So you, I'm asking myself now, you know, Russell Wilson, he's having an MVP year. He's on the verge of breaking Peyton Manning's record. But this is like Peyton Manning, what he had in 2013 with the Denver Broncos. Peyton Manning was scoring points after points after points after points after points. But the minute that Peyton Manning had one of those games where he was a little bit struggling and the defense that never showed up in 16 games, we saw what we saw from that in Russell Wilson yesterday. Same team, Seattle Seahawks beat Denver in Super Bowl 48, 43-8. It was annihilation. It was heartbreaking. It was, oof. Now, Russell Wilson, he's one of those quarterbacks that he's good at making comebacks and and all, but the pressure has been really put on him this year. Really, I have never, it has been since 2015, the pressure has been solidly on Russell Wilson. Year in, year out, since his draft in 2012, he has not had a losing season at all. He has never had a single 500 season. He has always been an above 500 quarterback. He's only missed the playoffs once in his career and has a Super Bowl ring. And he led his team to back-to-back Super Bowls, but he lost the second one. You can thank Pete Carroll for that one, Hawk fans. Buffalo, for the first time since 1993, since Jim Kelly era, has literally had a 7-3 record entering this part of the season. They have never been this deep at all. Good. At all. They haven't been this deep at all. Good. They've had their 10 and 6 moments, their 9 and 7s, their 8 and 8, and 7 and 9 moments, but they have never been this flipping good going into the season. They started 4 and 0 in the season, then, you know, I'm not trying to brag about my team, but then my team, the Tennessee Titans, went in to play them and they literally destroy them. Of course, people tell me, well, they had two weeks to prepare for Buffalo. Uh, not really. They had one week to prepare for Buffalo. They didn't have training facility, nothing open. They had the entire week to prepare for Buffalo. They just watched film on them. So, what can we say? Buffalo, are they for real? You know, er I'm not going to lie, ladies and gentlemen, three shows ago, I did say Buffalo could be a little suspect and everything, you know, but they're showing that they can play with the big boys, finally. Buffalo has been here before. They've been undefeated before. They've been uh, six and two or seven and two or seven and three, but it has been concerning moments like these that I would say, well, they've been here before and then they choke it.
now here they are with, I mean, literally with everything in their power to grab this division and take it away. And finally, we will have a different division winner in the AFC East, not named New England. And I finally think that Buffalo can rest there. A lot of people can actually see Jesus finally, and they can say that I'm going to leave this earth in peace because finally the quarterback in Buffalo has been found. That's what I've been saying for the last two seasons in Tennessee. Finally, they found a quarterback that can lead them. Because they've had mediocre quarterbacks the last few years, and now finally they have Ryan Tannehill. I'm happy for Buffs Nation. I really like Buffalo. I, I, I really want them to succeed. I really want them to literally get to the finish line in this. I mean, they have a shot. If, if, I mean, we we really can say they have a shot. It doesn't matter. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no such thing as home field advantage anymore. It doesn't matter where Pittsburgh or Kansas City or Tennessee or Buffalo, etc. goes in. It doesn't matter who shows up in their stadiums. Because there's not going to be that many fans in the playoffs. And as much as Roger Goodell wants to push the Super Bowl later on, th this whole pandemic has not been resolved yet. And as much as he wants to say, maybe I'll put the Super Bowl in March, so that way maybe the pandemic will end and we can have the fans back into the stadiums and all. I'm sorry. Here's the thing. As long as this pandemic continues, there's not going to be a home field advantage. We've seen people... Who literally have the best home field advantage just not show up? I mean, how many times did we say New England had the literally one of the best home fields, Seattle, one of the best home fields, etc., and they still just struggle? Seattle be better be ready. There's a lot of teams that are are really hungry in the playoffs. New Orleans, they sling that football with Drew Brees. As much as we will say much about the GOAT, there's still Tampa and Tampa Bay with Tom Brady. The East, too easy. I won't say nothing about the East. And then there's the baddest man on the planet, Aaron Rodgers. So, Seattle better be ready and get something going fast sooner or later. Or Pete Carroll needs to make adjustments on defense sooner or later. He needs to talk to Zephyr's coordinator. And he needs to tell him, you need to fix this and fix it fast. Because we have eight more weeks till the playoffs start. And if you don't fix this real soon, we're just going to be one and done in the playoffs. Yeah, he can win MVP, he can win all his uh, trophies or whatever, but what does it matter if you're not going to win the Super Bowl? You can ask Dan Marino that. It's been horrendous. I, I mean, they're, this team looks like 
if they don't really get something going on defense pretty sooner or later, then they they're gonna they're gonna really be affected by it. Kyler Murray came back from ten points down on Sunday Night Football two weeks ago on this team. Now Buffalo dominated them. Buffalo dominated them, ladies and gentlemen. You hardly hear that domination. So as we move on for the segment, we now move on to our fourth segment, which is the um, did the Cowboys expose the Steelers yesterday with the literally close loss to them as the Steelers improved to 8-0. Now, here's the thing. Every hater of the Cowboys... For the first time, I will say this. There is nothing to brag about besides maybe they'll miss the playoffs or get destroyed in the playoffs. It doesn't matter. But the thing is, ladies and gentlemen, this team was literally a quarter away. A quarter away from pulling the biggest upset. I mean, did did anybody see the spread? 14-point underdogs. 14-point underdogs. And this team gave Pittsburgh the fight of their lives. Every team was... Tanking this team out of the water. They were blowing them 38 to 10, 45 to 7, etc. They were losing games on defense. And of course, they lost their quarterback. Their running back hasn't been the same since 2016. And everybody's been saying that is over. Cowboy Nation needs to rebuild again. And you know what we saw is Gary Gilbert, a four-string quarterback. Come in against the number one defense in the NFL, and he almost pulls the upset. I mean, I, I did he? Did I just say that right? He almost pulled the upset. There's nothing to brag about. There's nothing to be like. Hey, you know what? You know, Cowboys lost. Yes, they lost, but they didn't get destroyed by the Steelers. I remember when the, I just I saw this on TV. I was just like, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna do a little imitation. I bet Cowboy Nation woke up yesterday saying, "Ah, oh, Lord, help me, help our team." We played the undefeated number one defense of the NFL, Big Bad Big Ben Roethlisberger, and that five thrilling offense against our defense. God have mercy on our souls. And I remember it's 3-0. 6-0. Ben gets injured. 9 to nothing. 9-3. 16-3. 16-6. 16-9. We go to the second half. 19-6. Touchdown Steelers. And of course, touchdown Steelers again. 
and game over because of a little controversy at the end that it should have been a personal foul. Maybe they should have been on the four-yard line, but instead they didn't call the personal foul, and in that they had to go to the end zone, and boom, game over. There's a lot of football left, ladies and gentlemen. This is the AFC lease. I'll take that from Skip Bayless. This is a bad division. Carson Wentz is playing horrendous week in and week out. And the season for the Eagles is really, really just getting really going to get really started now. They're going to get into what we call a get ready. It's going to be a crazy ending for this division. The Cowboys still have a shot of making the playoffs with even with a 5 and 11. We might see it ladies and gentlemen. The Cowboys might go 5 and 11 to the playoffs, but yet here's the thing. New York Football Giants might might as well have a shot. Too. The Giants have a shot. They beat the Redskins. That gives them a little edge in the division. And so here we are with the now with the Steelers, and then they played the best football that I have seen them play the entire year. They were getting pummeled on defense, and then I don't know what in Green Earth happened. What did seriously? What did Mike Nolan said to this team this week that literally got them to spark to play good? To literally hurt Big Ben. To make him make mistakes. to For him to literally play a horrible game. Because he's been playing pretty darn good this year. That offense has been thrilling. They were averaging 27 points a game. They were just suffocating you on defense. Turnovers, interceptions, fumbles. Everything was happening for them. And all of a sudden... A fourth string quarterback plays them like they were nothing, like they were the 30th second ranked defense. Are you kidding me? I have concerns for Pittsburgh, ladies and gentlemen. Twenty-four points is not gonna be Patrick Mahomes. If they see Tennessee again, they don't have home field advantage. People can say all they want. Heinz Field might be the place to be to in order to get to Super Bowl in Tampa, but I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I have concerns about Steeler Nation after the game I saw yesterday. Congratulations, you're the remaining undefeated team in the NFL. And a lot of Steel Nation fans are, haters are going to hate. But you know what? There's nothing that you Steeler fans can brag about after what I saw yesterday. Because this, if you play like this against Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City, you're going to get annihilated. And I give respect to... Um, to, to Mike Tomlin. His name literally disappeared from my, my, my head. My Tomlin, 
I literally respect his philosophy. Style points don't matter. But one of the biggest, greatest quarters of the NFL, Vince Lombardi said, if you don't show the, the heart of a champion for four quarters, you don't deserve to be called a champion. If you cannot beat a football team when you know you can beat them by more than 10 points, you should be embarrassed. Vince Lombardi's words. W's are good, ladies and gentlemen, but you got to play like a champion. Because let me tell you something, there's teams in the NFL that are really darn good. And Buffalo shows that they can score points. Tennessee shows that they can really run and score points on you. And especially big, bad Patrick Mahomes, Mahomey. He can literally sling it, throw it, and he has all these wide receivers to go to from Kelsey to Hill to Watkins to anybody. It doesn't matter. He has all this weapon, and he scores more than 24. I don't think I have seen Patrick Mahomes score to more than 30 points this season. So... That's where I'm just like, get ready, ladies and gentlemen, because if nothing gets done in the near future, it's going to get bad. It's going to get really ugly for this Steeler Nation. They need to make adjustments quick. Hey, Mike Tomlin, as much as you want to keep continuing with your style points, no matter, you need to get ready and get this team ready to go. You got eight games left in this season. Eight games. Then you're going to see teams like Buffalo, Tennessee again, Kansas City. And there's no fans in, in those stands. It went from 60, 70, 80, 90, 100,000 fans in a stadium to just maybe two to 3,000 fans to zero. So this whole thing of, well, style points don't matter. As long as we get the W, we're good. Yeah, congratulations, you're undefeated, you're 8-0. But guess what? There's no such thing as, well, Tom Brady is the threat of the AFC anymore. Is Patrick Mahomes. is a man that can score 35 points in one quarter without breaking a sweater. He can do that in a minute. He can do that in 30 seconds. He can do that in without even looking. That's what's scary about it. And you want to say the style points don't matter? Wake up up Mike Tomlin because that's the man you have to really be to get to the Super Bowl probably it ain't it ain't gonna be the Cowboys it ain't gonna be the Browns and you might have to see Lamar Jackson three times a year so you know what those are the quarterbacks that you have to see and the thing is that you can actually come back from deficits against Lamar Jackson but when it comes to the Cowboys, it's a team that entered the game a 2-6 and six and really the worst football team of all time right now with that defense. Ladies and gentlemen, what were you thinking? It is getting ugly. The pressure of being undefeated sucks, my Tomlin. Get ready, because more teams are coming at you. And I don't know what's been going on lately, but ever since Tennessee held them to three points in the second half of their game two weeks ago, Mike Tomlin and this Pittsburgh team has been really playing some really awkward football lately. 
We're heading now to the final eight games for them. They're still there, the Chiefs. They're still there, the Ravens. You got to play for 60 minutes, Mike. And you got to prove that your quarterback is ready for the challenge. Because one thing that Big Ben, we were really certain when Tom Brady run the line in the AFC, he barely beat him. Maybe three times he did. But now here he is. Now in the NFC. And now you you don't have to worry about Tom Brady anymore. Now you got to worry about a 25-year-old kid who can sling that football. He's a Super Bowl champion, a Super Bowl MVP, and a league MVP, and he can make leads like 24 nothing disappear and evaporate like it's nothing. Like you just drank milk like it was nothing. Those are the teams you have to face, Mike Tomlin. And style of your defense, style of your offense needs to matter when it comes to the playoffs. Because if you want to play like this, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a field day against that so-called number one defense. They showed up in the second half. I'll give them that. Three points only allowed in the second half. But against Patrick Mahomes, you better pray to God that you can score 30 to 40 points. Because if not, then you're going to have a long day and you can say goodbye to the chances of a Super Bowl. Congratulations, you're not going to have a losing season again this year. But what is that going to even going to matter unless you make the big one? Well, okay, guys. Well, now it's time to finish it up here in the final uh, segment. Uh, a lot of questions. From fans, uh, hey Chris, uh, what was your thoughts about Tennessee's defense a little bit improved yesterday against the Bears? Well, I was really impressed. Um, there was a couple of third downs that um, they definitely uh, need to improve. Um, uh, really, they had big releases with Wilkins and um, I forgot his name now. Uh, they released two big name, uh, uh, of course, in the this week they released them they cut them and uh, of course now uh tennessee was went from 30 points allowed to you know nick Foles only scoring 17 and it, it was good it was good uh, it was really improved so yeah, i'm i'm excited a lot of football left uh they have uh the colts on thursday if they beat the colts they will have uh full control of the afc south um going into their fifth uh, excuse me their 10 game 10 day uh wait until they play uh baltimore they have a uh, baltimore in two weeks so they need to get ready um because um you know they it's it's gonna get tough you know so we'll see uh your thoughts about lamar jackson showing up yesterday um, I'm impressed, don't get me wrong, but, you know, it's one team, and, um, I know they have a winning season, the Colts right now, oh, they have a winning season so far, um, but we're not talking just the regular season, we're talking about big name teams, 
we're talking um, the Steelers, the Chiefs, um, you know, those big names that are going to go to the playoffs. Um, I mean, he did good. Don't get me wrong. He This defense definitely played tremendous. They only held the Colts to 10 points. The Colts were a juggernaut team that were averaging 30 points a game the last two weeks of the uh, the last two weeks of the NFL, and I mean, it's been been very impressive, you know. So we'll see what what uh, what's going on there. You're a guy from Colorado. Um, what's your thoughts of the Denver Broncos and their situation right now? Um, well, you know, this whole thing with COVID really affected them. Uh, their defense has just not been good, you know. Um, of course, a lot of people they're wondering uh, what's going on with uh, with Drew Locke if he's the answer to this team. Um, he's a great young man. He looks like he might be the you know the, the man of the hour for this team. But um, John Elway needs to get ready to make a big call um, because. It might be time to be getting ready to analyze and get ready to draft a quarterback. And there's a young man from Clemson who, well, I mean, he was affected by COVID this week. And his school lost to Notre Dame. But um, it start to evaluate your, you know, they need to start evaluating. Um, it's been really bad. And um, they need to really... Uh, Start evaluating if they want to get to that step. I mean, after Peyton Manning left, you know, you we talk about, you know, um, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Brock Osweiler, uh, Case Keenum, Joe Flacco, um, and now Drew Locke. Uh, I mean, it's been different quarterbacks since Peyton Manning retired. I mean, a lot of people have been hey, you know, it's time to find the guy. And Drew Locke, he finished his year 4-1 and one last year, but that was last year. And now all of a sudden he's having a full season by himself to start and everybody is like, well, is he the guy or what's going to happen? Well, well, we have to see, you know. We, we just have to wait and see. Uh, it's not been good for the Broncos so far, but it's just that's my opinion and all. And we'll just... Yeah, you just go from there. Who do you think uh, should uh, really be the focus to getting the number one pick for a quarterback in this year's draft? Um, I think uh, the Jets, my friend. Uh, the Jets definitely—it's been rough on them. It's really been rough, and they need to—they need to find somebody really, really soon. I don't think Sam Darnold is the answer to this team. I've been saying that for quite a well, quite a while, you know, and um, so we'll see what what's gonna happen, you know, there and and now we we just we just have to see and wait. So that's all the questions, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. I do apologize for the you know maybe. Not having our sponsorship and all, we had no commercials. We just went an entire 
almost an hour. I'm, I'm impressed. We we're running on 56 minutes right now. And, and, you know, we still, um, <laughs> this show is just so fun. I, I love doing the show guys. I love, I love doing this for you guys. Um, if you love the show, thank you so much. If you don't love the show, then Hey, you don't have to listen to me talk for an hour and all. I mean, I just, Hey, you know, I'm just here to bring fans to the NFL, you know, um, and you know, hear the the big games and all analysis of what what I thought about the games and all, and and what I saw, what needs to get improved, what what is gonna happen. I mean, I'm not an expert. I'm just a guy just talking, and then I could be wrong. I'm a, I'm a man. I'm human. I'm, I make mistakes. But I, I'm just glad, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, you have your time to listen and analyze. You know about the big games that happen in the NFL, not only Sunday but yesterday. There's games on Thursdays, uh, but you know, since we our show is on on Mondays, we try not to talk about Thursdays so much. We could and all, but it's just you know why talk about a game that happened like almost four days, five days ago. So we just move on and all. Thank you so much for having me. Um, uh, we'll see you guys next Monday, and of course the new um um hour for the edge of the NFL will be ten thirty. Um, work schedule and school and everything has been really dogging me to have this late. Uh, I mean, I don't mind it and all. Um, uh, if anything happens, of course, I will keep you guys posted. Um, thank you so much for wa- for hearing me. Uh, be safe. Um, enjoy your week, guys. Be safe at work, everywhere you go. God bless y'all. And we'll see you next Monday on the Edge of the NFL. <laughs>